Hey guys, it's been a little while, um, you know, real life is all consuming as you guys might imagine, um, so I've been a little busy, uh, you know, traveled around, went to DC, played in modern event, I'm going to be putting up a little video kind of recapping that um, in the future for you guys to be able to enjoy. Uh, started back up with Modern Magic Monday Season 6, we've gone two weeks now, um, so, you know, pretty exciting. Uh, as it stands, we're going to be broadcasting the third week coming up uh, this coming Monday. So if you guys haven't seen that, check over YouTube and Twitch, uh, of course, at Modern Magic Mondays. Simple and easy for you guys to be able to find. And some people have been requesting this list for a while. Um, so I've been figuring, okay, you know, I need to record another video. I've got a great idea for the one after this. I just got to get in touch with somebody about an idea I have in mind. Um, so, you know, announcement of an announcement almost. Um, for the next one, it'll be a little different. Uh, you know, I started up at least a standard one. I haven't been able to release the second episode for standard because of how all-consuming life has been. Um, but, you know, that happens. But I uh, hope you guys' modern stuff's been going well. Figured why not talk about a deck that uh, we haven't uh, discussed yet and one that's still pretty popular for those that like this sort of style um and of course if you clicked on the link you already know we're discussing um tron and we've talked about tron eldrazi before if you've missed that video check it out um you know this one is of course the newest i say newest like the newest flavor of of tron right the original stuff that people were running around like years ago now uh was red green that was like oh this is the best all right this so well then they decided hey we need to add white in because we get path to exile we get rest in peace we got some sweet cards because dredge and infect are doing so well we just need other ways to help deal with it and now hey there's some sweet cards in black let's see about running black especially because like there's some annoying creatures that get really big as you lose your life talk about death shadow those sort of lists that are running around so having extra ways to deal with that's nice so we're going to talk of course green black tron so let's pop into it look at our list we've got two to discuss pretty much all the same but we're going to go over them just like we normally do so um if you are not familiar i'm looking at uh of course the sideboard card here but if you're not familiar with Tron, we're going to talk about our lands, right? That's the whole point of the, the list, right? Talk about lands. So we've got, bum, 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 the three big ones, the Urza lands, right? Tron has been assembled, all that kind of good stuff. So normally they tap for a colorless, um, but if you have all three of them, the power plant, the mine, and the tower, they produce extra mana. Power plant and mine both would produce two mana, and the tower produces three. Okay, makes sense, guys. Um, the land bases that you're going to see these lists running are between 19 and 20 lands. Okay, makes sense for modern. Yeah, they, makes perfect sense for modern. So um, you can see a full playset of each mine, power plant, tower. Cool. Makes sense on how we'd be running that. Um, because the whole idea of this deck is battle cruiser magic. I'm going to generate a lot of mana, right? On turn three, you could have natural Tron, which is meaning that they play a mine, they play a power plant, they play a tower. Not necessarily in that order, but by turn three, they can produce seven mana. All right, natural Tron, boom, Tron's assembled. Let's see what we can get. So we get a ramp up into something big, right? Battlecruiser magic. I'm going to be able to cast this thing that costs a lot. Um, 
other lands we'll discuss, of course, because, hey, the deck revolves around getting a lot of mana from your lands. Um, Sanctum of Ugin is in here as kind of a nice search effect now that our Eldrazi um, finder is not there. You know, people were running, um, of course, our... Um, now I'm blanking on that land that helps you find an Eldrazi. Regardless, it's banned and modern, so we don't have to worry about it. But uh, Sanctum of Ugin is in here. Taps for a colorless, or you can be able to find something that costs seven or, uh, or greater. Uh, or When you cast something that costs seven or more mana, you can sack this and search a library for a colorless creature card, reveal it, put it to your hand. Basically, you can be able to find um, your base your way to win if you will like you can say hey i'm done playing with you for now we've done this little dance for a little bit now i'm just going to cast ulamog and kill you we'll talk about that when we get to the creatures and stuff so sanctum and mugen all lists are at least running one some might do two or something but one's really you need at least one um you know we've got our ghost quarter this is you know you have that flex spot available um, depending on how you want to build it to be able to sneak in that ghost quarter if you want. It's nice, pretty relevant with man lands running around, or if you're facing the mirror, it works out pretty well. Um, then we've got our producers of colored mana, right? Most You see all this is colorless. We've got our land of war ways, taps for a colorless, or you can lose a life, get a green or a black, three blooming marsh, that kind of fast uh, black-green land, a single swamp, and a single forest. So, okay, cool. Makes a lot of sense. We'll talk about our kind of other spells that we've got. Now we're going to go into our kind of two big ramps into, like the way to kind of help us end the game, right? So we've got, um, you've got your seven mana, right? Turn three, here's the, the, the great play that you got. You can be able to just cast a car and liberate it. What? Yeah, so you get a, a, an awesome Planeswalker here. Six loyalty, you can plus four it and make a target player exile a card from his or her hand. So it could be your opponent, it could be you, whatever you want to do. Um, or neg three and just exile target permanent. It could be a land, it could be enchantment, artifact, creature, another Planeswalker, whatever you want to do. Karn can do it. So that is really nice. If you like that sort of aspect, this is kind of a way to go, right? You also have Ugin, the Spirit Dragon. He kind of is our board wipe planeswalker, if you will. Um, you see there's two in this list, but there's a whole playset of Karn Liberated because that extra... Ugin costs eight, well, Karn is seven, so you can say, on turn three, I can have a really powerful planeswalker, right? And then it's really hard to answer because, hey, if it's going against a deck that's all about the single pierce style strategy you can just take away their one pierce guy and be in a good spot um ugin on the other hand is our kind of board white planeswalker so eight mana for a seven loyalty plus two deal three damage to our creature or player cool makes sense minus x this is our board wipe uh, effect here exile each permanent with converted mana cost x or less that's one or more colors all right does not work against affinity by the way, does not work against Eldrazi, by the way. Has to be at least one or more colors. So uh, we do have that aspect going in it. There's two, can easily sideboard out if you're playing against something like that. But, you know, does really well against the other creature-based decks that are running around the format. And then minus 10, I didn't really talk about Karn's um, ultimate. I didn't really talk about the Ugin's yet, but minus 10 can happen pretty easily because, of course, seven loyalty, you uptick it twice. Hey, guess what? Now I can minus 10, gain 7 life, draw 7 cards, and put up to 7 permanents 
from my hand onto the battlefield. That's really sweet. Karn on the other side is neg 14 and you restart the game, right? Restart the game, leaving in exile all non or permanent cards, exiled with Karn Liberated, and then guess what? You put them onto the battlefield under your control. So you basically say, okay, hey, all these things that I've exiled, either by plussing him or minusing him, I now get to make a pile with it. We're gonna shuffle up everything. Pass, cut, cool, all right, start, draw seven. Oh, sweet. Oh, and that pile that I've been exiling away this whole time, now all of this can enter the battlefield too. So those lands that I might have been targeting, maybe there's some creatures I got, maybe I got a planeswalker out of it. That's all on the battlefield, right? So have fun with that. Um, so there's that fun aspect to it. Um, then we've, you see there's not as many creatures um, that are kind of running around the list, but we'll, we'll talk about the creatures next, right? Walking Ballista, I think this is a great addition to the list. I love Walking Ballista. We've seen it in like Tron Eldrazi, but it just fits nicely in, especially if you're like, all right, I'm gonna generate seven mana, right? Cool, here's a Walking Ballista, right? For for three, just, just on turn three, Walking Ballista for three is nice. Um, and later in the game, you've kind of gone this long drawn out stuff, you've got a lot of lands, top decking that Walking Ballista, you could just kill somebody, right? It's very easy to just be able to make him bigger than a 3-3 three, three easily, right? And you sit here, pay four, put an extra plus one counter on him. Well, it, when my lands generate seven mana off of three of them, it's pretty easy to be able to put extra counters on it or make him bigger. So I like just the one of in there. Um, Worm Coil Engine is the big one that most people think of when they think of creatures from Tron, right? Hey, Worm Coil is going to be our 6-6 six, six for six. Death Touch Lifelink. If it dies, right, guess what? You get two, three, three colorless worm creature tokens, one with Death Touch and one with Lifelink. Power, right? Works out pretty well. There's some variance on how many numbers of worm coils people are running and it changes from time to time, but again, worm coils always in the list. Uh, World Breakers also are change in the numbers uh, that we are seeing, right? Because it's a great card, you know, cost seven, five, seven with reach don't forget this guy's got reach when he enters the battlefield exile target artifact enchantment or land sounds great right then you can pay three sack a land and return him from your graveyard to your hand so if by chance your opponent is able to kill this thing off well hey it's gone on longer drawn this out a little bit i don't need this land right i can tap my urza's tower for three mana and sack just one of my basics and bring back world breaker now don't forget though it does cost a green to cast so you will need that and then our big battle cruiser baddie of the deck the game ender himself ulamog the ceaseless hunger oftentimes when he is cast the game just ends exiling two permanents on the cast trigger doesn't have to be entering the battlefield if he gets countered that's fine i'm still casting this card you're still going to lose two of your permanents could be your two creatures could be those two lands man lands you have maybe it's cutting you off of a color from your mana pool whatever it might be you're going to be in trouble if i'm able to get this guy to resolve and you don't have a path to exile guess what? You're going to be milling 
and exile him with top 20 cards whenever I declare an attack with this guy. Oh, and by the way, he is indestructible. 10-10, 4-10 mana. He's the one that we're using our Sanctum of Ugin to find, right? We say, hey, something, when I've casted this card liberated, cost 7 or greater, now I can sack this Sanctum of Ugin and find Ulamog and kill you. So Ulamog's a great one. Like, again, 1 to 2, don't go above 2. That's kind of the, the synopsis of it, right? Don't want to go above 2 for it. So we see this. This is kind of our end game. Karn and Ulamog are our best bets for the deck, right? That's what's got the most power in it. Um, now, spells, again, there's those spells that we see in every list. We basically have accelerators. We have land finders. We've got removal, essentially, is the light version of it, if you want to categorize it in three ways. So accelerators chromatic sphere and chromatic star right pay one cool i get this guy out i sack it for one mana add a mana of any color to my mana pool and when it goes to the graveyard i draw a card so these guys most often are getting you green mana to be able to cast your searchers right i'm going to search for a land with this green mana but drawing cards helping to keep you in the game works out really nicely um so those are really important for the deck you see often full play sets and that's kind of where you need to be for, for that um, we've got our fine lands if you will um, expedition map again play set because the whole objective is I need to get to Tron as quickly as possible I need to get all of my Urza lands into play as quickly as possible power plant mine tower sweet and I need to get them now right so expedition map cost one Pay two, sack it, search your library for a land card, reveal it, put it to your hand, shuffle your library. Seems good. Um, Sylvan Scrying, same thing. Two mana, you do need a green to be able to cast that, right? Find that land. And then Ancient Stirrings is both find a land or find a threat. Okay? So you pay one green, look at top five cards of your library, reveal a colorless card from among them, put that into your hand. Seems good. Colorless card can be any of the creatures, can be any of the planeswalkers or land and then you got to put the rest in the bottom any order so that is really nice that you basically can say well i've already got tron or hey i've cracked a star i've cracked a sphere drew a card got a green mana now i'm going to use this ancient stirrings to try to find maybe maybe i will maybe i won't who knows we'll see we'll see if we can find that last tron piece right and then oh cool i did or oh well there happens to be a card in here I'll take the card instead of that last Tron piece and then use a map or something to be able to get the last piece. So there's, there are that, those aspects of it. Um, now, Relic of Progenitus, I kind of glossed over it. It's Accelerator, essentially, for this deck. Also pulls double duty and can hate on other decks. Like if you're playing against Goyf, you know, you can do stuff like that. If you're um, playing against... Um, like a control deck that's running snapcasters and stuff you can get rid of stuff like that and really it's just like hey double duty but really i'm looking to draw a card off it so that is nice um now we've got our removal stuff so the colorless removal our board wipe oblivion stone again two to three is is really what you're seeing in a lot of lists don't really want to go above that four is overkill in my opinion um but cost three so hey 
maybe I'm I don't have Tron assembled right now. I've got two power plants and a mine, and I'm waiting for a tower. But I can cast an Oblivion Stone turn three, and then next turn, if I need to, I can wipe the board. Because you can pay five mana, sack Oblivion Stone, destroy each non-land permanent without a fate counter on it, then remove all fate counters from all permanents. That extra stuff only matters if you're placing fate counters. Right? Pay four, put a fate counter on a target permanent. So you could say, well, I'm under slight pressure right now, but I have this Planeswalker, right? Or I have this Worm Coil or something, and I would rather keep the 6-6 six, six instead of get two three threes. So I'll put a fate counter on that Worm Coil so he'll stick around once I pop this Oblivion Stone and kill everything else. Or I want to keep that Planeswalker of mine, so I'll put a fate counter on it. So you can do some shenanigans with that. Now, our other removal that we've got kind of goes with why are we running black? What's the big draw to running black? Well, as you might imagine, Fatal Push, Collective Brutality. Um, fatal Push is kind of a consistent thing. If you're running black, you should be running Fatal Push, right? If, you have not, if you're not familiar with it, one black destroy target creature that has converted mana cost two or less. Revolt, you can destroy something that costs four or less instead. Not too hard to get revolt with your spheres and your stars and things like that cracking. So that is a nice way to, to look at it. Um, push kills majority of the stuff in modern. Does not kill the Eldrazi there. If you're playing against like a Grixis Death Shadow, hey, Tassiger, Gurmog Angler, you're not killing those. But for the most part, you're killing off a lot of things with Fatal Push. Good enough to include three in this list. Collected Brutality, we've got two of in here. Such an amazing card. Like, all-star star of a card here. Um, it's one of our Escalate spells. So normally it costs two. You can Escalate by discarding a card. But you choose one or more. Target opponent reveals his hand. You get to choose an instant or sorcery. Discard it. Target creature gets minus two, minus two. Target opponent loses two life. You gain two life. Such a versatile card. Stripping away your opponent's cards. Gaining some life killing off a creature like this is all things that i want to do right who doesn't love doing those sort of things so those are really the main reasons to start running black you've also got access um to disruption from the board right thought sees duress is in here additional collective brutality you can even start running dismember those are awesome again green like we've we've seen um you get access to like nature's claim uh you get access to thragtus stuff like that that's really important thragtus is like all-star for uh, Tron and, and that extra life. You can get beast off it, but really it's the life that's important. Um, so other stuff that this list is opting for here is our Crucible of Worlds. People try to kill the Tron lands to stop the, them from accelerating going off. So having a Crucible on the board is really nice. Um, Graftigger's Cage. Well, again, we talked about Snapcaster and doing things like that. And if you're playing against a Chord-based deck, you know, just an extra hateful thing. Uh, Pithing Needle, again, that targeted stuff, dealing with Planeswalkers, annoying things, stuff like that. Ratchet Bomb, extra removal here. I really like this, like, inclusion um, of the Spyglass. It's basically Pithing Needle for one more, but you get to look at your opponent's hand. So that's, that's really nice. So that's kind of our first look at this Tron list. Very, very um, close to pretty much all the other lists you're going to run. But I did want to highlight... Uh, Jim Davis is from, you know, last month. Uh, he was rocking out this list. This one was not running any um, Sylvan, or sorry, any 
um, collective brutality main board. They're all on the sideboard. He also shaved down on land, uh, didn't opt for that one swamp. Opted for saying, hey, two forests, got my Blooming Marsh, my Land of Warways, that's it. You know, Sanctum's in here, the playset of Mines and Towers, cool. Again, playset of Karn, two Ugin, one Ulamog, a World Breaker, three Worm Coil. So up the Worm Coil count. I think the last list was running two, but again, it's really how you want to work it. The Walking Bliss is in there. And our spells, cool, star, sphere, map. Yep, makes sense. Ancient Sturgs makes sense. Sylvan Scry makes sense. At three Relic here. So again, really maybe an increase in the Jeskai control that we're seeing over the couple of months now. Having extra Relic in there is pretty nice. And three Oblivion Stone, extra removal, three Fatal Push. Sideboard, additional Artifact Hate here. Seal of Primordium, Nature's Claim, seems pretty nice. There's our Lone Swamp. Ghost Quarter is also there. So adjusting our land base to be able to include those. Um, you know, we don't have our Crucible for this list. But we've also got our Double Thought Seize. Four Collector Brutality all on the sideboard. And then our three Thragtus. So really, if you want to play Green Black Tron, the draws to playing the, the Black version is Fatal Push, Collector Brutality, Thought Seize. Those are the three big things that you're going to want to play. Um, the rest of it, pretty much the green stuff, the lands, the creatures, the planeswalkers are consistent across every flavor of Tron that runs green, right? Are green, red, green, white, green, black. Mono blue Tron is a whole different thing that I'll talk about in the future, but did want to discuss that for if you're going to be running this sort of style uh, of Tron. Now, best ways to try to combat Tron, kill their lands. Kill their lands, kill their lands, or be quicker than them, right? You are out of the gate. Infect style does really well. It's hard for the deck to, to deal with. Yes, they have fatal pushes. Yes, they have collective brutalities, but you can just go quicker than them and just kill them, right? Because they have a little bit more setup that they have to do. So, you know, that's a great way to deal with them. But the longer drawn out stuff, they can do pretty well. Burn, you know, they have to rely on those worm coils, things like that, to really get there, the, the collective brutalities to help them out. So burn can do pretty well against it, but if things get going and they're able to get like a Karn or something like that, they can just start picking and picking apart your stuff, messing with you. So you've got to be, again, quicker than them or go for their lands. If you are playing a slower deck, better have some anti- land cards available in your sideboard um if you're running white there is a great card called stony silence shuts down activated abilities well guess what most of our accelerators sphere star even relic are activated abilities i'm not going to be able to do anything if you're not letting me uh that also shuts down of course our expedition map so we're going to have to rely only on ancient strings and sylvan scrying to kind of find what we need. So that is another way to kind of deal with the list. And, you know, it also shuts down Walking Ballista, things like that. So the list is still, like I said, really strong. A lot of people like it. It's that Battle Cruiser magic. So if you're sitting here and you're going, I like to play big dumb dudes, all right, this is the list for you. So I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying this edition of Modern Meta Breakdown uh, since we were talking about 
a list that some people have been playing for a while, some people have been talking about. It it's you know some I'd say those that play Tron really love Tron. Um, those that play against Tron a lot don't like Tron. I, I don't know. It's like it's you're either in the camp that you love it or you hate it. I haven't really met those people that are like, eh, I'm indifferent to Tron. I guess maybe a lot of Infect players might be like, yeah, I like Tron because I get to beat Tron, or eh, I don't really care if I face against it. So I don't know. It's de definitely a, a unique deck choice for those that like Battlecruiser Magic. But that's gonna do it for this episode, guys. If you like this sort of stuff, you know, hit the follows, hit the subscribes, check out our weekly coverage that we're doing over on Modern Magic Mondays. Of course, it's on Twitch. Every Monday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, the VODs go up on YouTube later that week, so you guys can catch out all that stuff. Um, you know, we are going to start doing some standard stuff on this channel as well from time to time. You guys can be able to check that sort of stuff out. Um, let me know if there's any other decks that you guys would like to see um, for a modern meta breakdown. I've been discussing a lot, almost a whole year worth of modern for 2017, so we're coming down to the end of the year. We'll see what other cool decks uh, we can discuss. You know, humans will be one of the ones that we are going to be discussing soon. So keep your eye out uh, for that. But that's going to do it for us here tonight, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and watching. And I'll see you guys next game.